0: no i want this town to be near you
1: no gray skies ever-
2: the show and a good friday eve to you mark aram here you there at 707 seven minutes after seven o'clock this is the mark aram show heard monday through friday 7 to 9 p.m on news 955 5 at a.m 750 wsb as we slide into memorial day weekend don't forget we'll have you covered with traffic weather uh all day long Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I'll be off on Monday, but back uh, at the helm on Tuesday. Monday, we're going to do some really cool Clark Howard special stuff. So I hope you enjoy that. I hope you have uh, indoor weekend plans, because apparently Kirk Mellish says it's going to be rainy out there. If you don't have... Uh, weekend plans you do now you're going to the punchline comedy club starting tonight to see uh, my guest Jackie fabulous
1: yes you're gonna come see me guys all of you all of the state of Georgia Everyone all of come. You.
2: it's dry there's food and you'll laugh I mean yes. what more do you want what do you mean
1: by it's dry as in no alcohol
2: no, it's not going to rain. Oh, inside. okay. I'm
1: about to say I won't even show up. I will cancel myself. No, you no, you right. Uh, you
2: can, you can, you can imbibe. <laughs> okay. In, uh, in the Punchline Comedy <laughs> the Club. The
1: libations. Yes.
2: Exactly. Uh, tickets available online at punchline.com. Jackie, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: Thank you. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm fine. Fantastic. A little sleepy, but you know.
2: I got to ask you a question. Yes. Um, you have a law degree. I do. And you're a stand up comedian.
1: I know. It makes so much sense.
2: How does how does that happen? You know, to I tell know so story. many
1: I know so many lawyers <laughs> yeah. who left law. It's just boring. I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be law and order. You know, yeah. sexy suits, <laughs> having sex with the whole Jerry you know, Orbach. the whole jury. Yeah. It's not like that. It's paper, paper, and then there's more paper. It's and I was just bored. God you know. so really. So yeah.
2: you you're you're a student, obviously a good student, and you decide you think you're going to be a, you want to be a lawyer. Yes. You you graduate coll- high school, graduate yes. college, graduate yes. law school. Yeah. And how long were you a lawyer be- before you realized this wasn't for me?
1: Well, you know, I'm a lawyer in the sense that I have a JD. So you can be a lawyer with a JD, but you're not an actual attorney Understood. until you take the bar. Yeah. And uh, I, for a few years, I worked in contract law. I never practiced, though. I'm yeah. not, I don't have a bar card. I, I live in California. Do not
2: ask Jackie for uh, advice tonight. I mean, tonight. you can,
1: <laughs> but you're going to jail because it's not going to be right. <laughs> it's going to be le- illegal to give advice But yeah. you're not licensed. And so, I just didn't like it. I was just, you know, I was always the funny girl. Not the clown, but just I was always bored yeah. with a nine-to-five job. And I tried. It. I worked on my whatever law field I was in and did comedy at night and realize, oh, this is where the scale is. I had no idea.
2: So did it take you being a lawyer to realize that you wanted to be a comedian?
1: It took me just working in any nine-to-five job. <laughs> you said, I can't do any, this. Any cubicle, yeah. I get a little nauseous, you know. And I just wasn't a nine-to-five girl. I was just always – and we, you also said I was a good student. I was not a good student. Well, you got through law school. No, got through meaning they, they let me out when I finished all the requirements. <laughs> most most uh comedians, the GPAs r- range around between 0.2 and
2: 1.5. I was a little north of there. Yeah. <laughs> a little north of there. Yeah, not too much north. One semester in college, I got a .4
1: are you serious? Yeah, and
2: here's how you get a 4.0. It's very tough to do. I got 4 Fs <laughs> and 1 A.
1: God, I know what was A in? Italian. Italian, <laughs> are the, you Italian? No,
2: the only the only class where they didn't take attendance. Uh huh. So, because I never went to class. Me too. And so the Italian teacher never took attendance, and I would do well on the midterms and finals. Yeah. The other classes took attendance that I I just wasn't there. You
1: know what I would say? I'd say I went, I went to college for four years. I went to class for maybe one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: Did you go? Where'd you go to school? Did you go to a big I, school?
1: I went to where'd I go? Iona College in New York. I'm from New York originally. I went to Iona College for about three years, and then. CUNY City College in Manhattan. I went to Marist
2: Man- College in Poughkeepsie. Okay. Yes. See, you
1: understand. They
2: take attendance at Marist College. Uh, and that apparently I Catholic Iona, College? It is. A Jesuit. Yes. Jewish guy at a Jesuit school. Oh, see That's, that's another reason I got a point for. That's I think serious, there's some yeah. anti-Semitism going on there. <laughs> so were you, all right, so I, I, again, I'm fascinated by this. Yes. Because I, I talked to another comedian, and I, his, his name is me right now, but he was a doctor and then became a comedian. Is and that
1: Matt Eisner? Matt,
2: exactly yes, right.
1: friend of mine. Hey, Matt.
2: From uh, Ninja Warrior. Yes. Yeah.
1: I know. All right. So
2: you're you're in school. You're in Iona. You're crushing yeah. it. Yes. You go to you go to law school. You get the degree. They let you go. However you want to say. Yes. It. Had you been on stage during that time at all, or did the stage start after you uh, got into the working? The stage
1: world? started around 2004 or five ish, mm-hmm. and I was just doing it for fun. I didn't yeah. have any goals. wasn't planning to make a big career, and I was working every day, all day, for at least six seven years. Yeah. While I went did stand up at night. And I just I was just having a good time, were, single, no kids, you know.
2: Was this in New York? Where were you doing this? In stand-up? California, everything oh. began in California. New so you York. You moved was, out west.
1: Yes, I moved out west. I moved out west to get married. I eloped in Vegas. Yeah. Got divorced less than a year. Wow. Finished a law degree and then realized something is missing. I just always had that thing where I'm bored. I'm yeah. good. I'm funny. What can I do? you know I'm too short and chubby to be a model so what am I going to do so you so.
2: you're out in california yeah we're talking to Jackie fabulous hey. by the way she's at the punchline this weekend I tickets am. online at punchline.com yes you're in california you elope you get divorced get your law degree, you're working normal jobs, and then at night you're working comedy clubs. Yes. I'm assuming it's like open mics, right? You're you're not getting paid for these gigs yet, are you? Know, you
1: know, I, I got paid rather, you know, I'm like one of the, I guess a prodigy of stand-up. Yeah. I was good early. And by, I mean, when you're good, you don't know you're good. I was yeah. just drinking, having a good time. <laughs> exactly. On stage fooling around. And then after a while, my friends are like, you need to get structured, get an agent. You're actually have a talent, yeah. so I just figured out, oh, I could probably do this for a living, and I had to because I got fired. I used to work at Caltech <laughs>
2: uh-huh. in
1: uh, California, huge high-pretentious school, sure. and they were like, we love you, do not come back. So no kidding? I, I was I, I was on unemployment for a long time, yeah. thank you, Obama, <laughs> and I used that to help finance my you know, stand-up your comedy, comedy career. And
2: it worked out.
1: It worked out.
2: All right, so again, I'm fascinated by this yes. story. At what point do you tell your family you know what, the law school thing was fun, but I'm not going to be a lawyer. I'm going to stand in front of people and tell jokes. What was that conversation like?
1: That was when my mother and father came to get me from the airport Mm -hmm. for my— Biannual visit back home. Yeah. And I was in the back of the truck, and I remember it was when I just got fired. I got fired, got a ticket, let me go home, see my family. Sure. And they're driving, and they're like, So, how's work? Because they're so obsessed with work because they're immigrants. So, they, they in their mind, you got to have a job.
2: At least a one. A career, at least one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I
1: was like, Yeah, about that. Uh, <laughs> I got fired, and they're used to hearing that. They've yeah. heard me get fired many times. But then I was like, but I'm not going to go back in the job market and find another job. That's when they were like, what do you mean? You have to. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do this. And they're still, after about five years doing it, they're like, do what? I'm like, I've told you a thousand times that I'm a comedian. They're like, yeah, but what are you going to do
2: to each? Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know. But that's that's good parenting right there. I, I, yes. I, I would have done the same thing to my daughter. At what point, or have we even reached that point yeah. where they're like, Okay, I get it now.
1: Yeah. You You're- know what? I f- baby last week. <laughs> and I've been a comedian for about 12, 13 years. When you
2: started paying their mortgage, did they say, oh, okay, now we, now we got it? You know
1: what? Well, my mom uh, loves it now. My yeah. father, who, got arrested, so he passed away a year ago this oh, month. Oh, I'm sorry. So he didn't believe in it. He didn't come to a show, watch me on TV. Wow. So at his funeral, it was a packed church.
2: Tell me you did 20 minutes. My
1: mother was like, <laughs> do not make jokes. I was like, mommy, let me live. So I got up there, and I noticed that the church was packed. I told a joke. Killed. My father's in an open casket behind me, and I was like, guess what? You're going to get this joke before you go.
2: That's amazing. That's <laughs> and Now when amazing. I
1: go home, my family's like, you were funny at the funeral. I was like, yeah, it's on my resume now. Hire me.
2: <laughs> that's. I think that's the one. No, I have given a eulogy. Yeah? And I, I, did, I did go for some laughs. You have to. You did, yeah. Um, am But fu- that's, am- that's one of the few... You you have to know your audience at that exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. This... And I
1: and my father was a funny guy and yeah. all his friends knew him as a funny guy. So I'm like of course they'll accept I make I crack a joke and I did. My mother and aunt in the front row did not laugh by the way. Really? They were like, well, How They're in mourning. <laughs> <They're in morning, laughs> yeah. But they also I'm like, he's gone. I yeah. know this is the the worst that could happen to all of us. But he was a funny man and he would make a joke if he was here. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do it because I can't resist a packed house.
2: More pressure, <laughs> uh, giving giving the, your father's eulogy. Yes. Or um, you know, a comedy club that you've never appeared. Oh, at the before. eulogy
1: thing was nothing. Yeah. Because I I was like, this is my hometown. They're gonna get it, whether they get it or not. Yeah. There's no pressure at all. I love it so much. I'm actually insane. I don't find it pressured at all. I think it's quite easy. If you love it, it's easy. That's my opinion.
2: Jackie Fabulous in studio on the Mark Aram Show. She is at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and And Sunday. Sunday. So you've got, I mean, listen, there's no excuse not to see her. It's going to rain.
1: I know. What else are you going to do? Stay at home? Exactly. And watch Netflix again? Go
2: to the Punchline and see Jackie Fabulous. Yes. Tickets online at punchline.com. I I often ask uh, comedians this. Do you remember your worst night of stand up the the one time where everything just didn't go right for you
1: you know i ne- i don't have a bombing story really i've never cuz when i know the audience is not with me i'll yeah. just stop my set and talk to them i'll sing R&B hits i will do whatever <laughs> i have to do i can sense when they're like we're not into it Yeah, and i will abandon when i prepared and wrote and memorized and be like well who got a birthday
2: and just who's yeah. out of town
1: and cuz that's improv- my that's my way of knowing they want to be included yeah. they don't want to hear my shtick.
2: best night of your stand up career
1: Best night of my stand-up career. Recently, I did a showcase for the Fox Network at the Improv mm-hmm. uh, in September. And industry showcases are known to not be big laughers. Sure. They're executives. They're like, yeah. we're here to judge. But I went up there eight minutes and had the best set of the night. And that was when I was like, oh, my God. I, I was—I didn't care that the room was all industry, no regular people. And that led me to a lot of meetings and meeting networks and being able to pitch my shows.
2: Well, let's talk about that uh, yeah. career off stage uh, on the on the big screen, the little screen. What do yes. we have in store for Jackie Fabulous?
1: You know what? I'm trying to sell some TV shows. I'm a producer and a writer. I have a producing partner, and he was the producer and writer for Mad About You and NBC. Great show. And uh, in Seattle, what is it called? That show with the movie with Tom Hanks and Meg Sleepers Ryan? in Seattle. Yes, he was. Uh, Producer of that, no kidding. So he's my producer for this. So we're Excellent. trying to sell some TV shows and get on get on the small screen, if you yeah. will. Netflix,
2: yeah, the, uh, Hulu, Netflix, like Hulu, some of those stuff.
1: I wanted, I would like it on the major, the CBS, yeah. NBC, sure. Netflix. That net, will what happened next? I'm hoping is my my special. I haven't yeah. had a special. They're just yet.
2: throwing money around.
1: You know what? I don't know where. I'm kind of <laughs> like, are they laundering? I'm kind of wondering where is this money. From.
2: We did the story this morning on the news. Yeah. That they're adding like a million and a half subscribers a month.
1: And I'm like, and it's $8.
2: Exactly. It's crazy. My $8
1: is helping this? I don't see how.
2: Well, I know you're going to have much success on your shows. If you need a chubby Jewish traffic reporter slash talk show host.
1: Who's chubby? You're you not know, chubby. I, am, listen, I you're will sweet. hit you with a chair. You're you are sweet. not chubby. When
2: we come back, can you hang on one more segment, by the I way? I have
1: nowhere to go. Okay, I'm good. Not, i do not. You're going to be
2: on stage in a couple minutes. Hush. Um, <laughs> Jackie Fabulous is on the Mark Aram show. I want to know the order. Origin of the name Jackie Fabulous. Oh. I want to hear that story when we come back. It's called my brain, but All go right. ahead and ask. <laughs> we'll come right back. <laughs> Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. We'll be right back. This is WSB. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Coming up on the show, uh, Lisa Kudrow from Friends and uh, Gillian Jacobs from uh, the Netflix smash just, hit Love will join us I said that yesterday. You said
1: Gillian. It's a girl, right? It's
2: Gillian. It's Gillian? Yeah, you're gonna hear in the interview. I call her Jillian the whole time. Uh-huh. And then the uh, press agent was like, uh, by the way, it's Gillian. I know. It should be Gillian. I, I agree. I'm sorry, I told your parents. Says Jackie Fabulous. It should I'm just be saying it should be Gillian. <laughs> All right, Jackie Fabulous, yes. uh, amazing comedian, actress, producer, writer, yes. lawyer, anything you want, she'll do uh she'll bail you out of jail. You're a bondsman. Um <laughs> She's at the Punchline this weekend. Tickets uh-huh. online at punchline.com. The name Jackie Fabulous. That, that's not your Christian name, right? Your last name I Fabulous? I do love Jesus, but yes. no, that
1: is not my given name. It will be. I'm going to change it formally. Good. Because I like when I go to like a formal meeting or you know a government office, and, yeah. they, and they're like, number 34, Jackie Fabulous, and the whole room's like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> yep. It's me, people. Take it in. Accept it. <laughs> um,
2: what, where, how long ago did, did was that when you first started doing stand-up? You
1: know, I changed it, I think, almost seven, eight years now. I've been known as that. Yeah. And now I use it when I go everywhere for meetings. And now it's formally it's time for me to make it on my license and passport, that kind of stuff.
2: And your parents, your, your mom, is she, she was okay with- You know uh, what?
1: For a while, they were kind of like, because they're Jamaican. And they're like, Jackie Fabulous, what's that supposed <laughs> to mean? Who told you that you was funny? So I was like, well, I am. And I wanted- The thing is, I think that we can you can do whatever you want to do, Mark. I think that there are no rules. I had audiences and I had you know, it came from a lot of gay guys. A lot of gay guys would come to my shows and be like, You are Fabulous. Fabulous. So I was like, you know what? My real name, beautiful, hard to remember, pronounce, and spell. Weinstein. Yes, exactly. No, (laughs) like Goldberg. No. It's Jacqueline Jeanette Champagny. Oh, that's pretty. so pretty. It sounds like a nice drink Beautiful. or a wine, yeah. but you can't spell it. Everybody mispronounces it. Yeah. I wanted a nice, marketable, quick, savvy you, you, name.
2: As a stand up, you need to be remembered. You do.
1: Yeah. And whether you uh, know it because you like it or you hate it, you're going to remember it. That's my thing, you
2: know? Well, you are fabulous. Oh, stop. I'm going to come see you this weekend. You Absolutely. Are, I
1: don't, look, I I'll do press a lot for shows and they never show I'll up. Be there are you really Sunday. going to come? I'll be
2: there Sunday. I can't, I got so much stuff going on Saturday. At night? During, all day Saturday.
1: I said at night. At night, yes. Okay.
2: Johnny Kilbasa <laughs> is uh having a birthday party.
1: Sausage guy? Who's he, he who's, does Mr. he does? Real the fast, he
2: does the fast food review. Okay. His real last name was Fabulous, but he changed it to <laughs> Kilbasa. Um we, we will we love you, we want to follow your career. Uh um, you. where can we find you on social media and all that stuff.
1: You know what? If you go to Jackiefabulous you can also buy buy tickets for my shows there, but that's where my, my schedule is. Uh, social media at Jackie Fabulous is everything. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I got in early, so I got that name Good a long you. time ago. So Good at Jackie you. Fabulous for everything you want. If you can't find me, my thing is you ain't looking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will find you. I will follow you. And uh, this is great. I'm Thank so I'm so, so glad much. you came. Hey Thank ladies
1: in particular. I love the ladies. I'm very pro-chick. We're amazing. Come to the show, guys. If you want to learn and get, you know what? Come to the show.
2: Boom. I'm foreplay for you guys. Punchline.com. <laughs> Jackie, a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much, Mark. Yay, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: News, weather, traffic, then Lisa Kudrow next. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. In the radio biz, this is called a bucket list interview. The legend, Lisa Kudrow, joins us on The Mark Aram Show. How are you, Miss Kudrow?
3: I'm well.
2: How are you? I'm I'm currently holding back every woman in the newsroom right now that uh is insisting on serenading you if you don't mind with their favorite Lisa Kudrow song. Ladies,
1: smelly cat, smelly cat. What are they feeding you? Smelly cat, smelly cat. It's not
2: your fault. I've I've been in talk radio for 20 years. I've never had a guest serenaded. Uh so just uh, kudos to you and your legacy, I guess, my friend. It uh, was an honor. <laughs> it was an honor, and and you should see the smile yeah, on these on these girls' faces. They just made their day. Uh, by the way, that was uh, Veronica Waters, Nicole Bennett, not Emmett, and Michelle Wright. Obviously very excited you're joining the Mark Aram Show. First of all, thanks for coming on. We're big fans, obviously. Um, I remember watching every episode of Friends in Leo Hall and Marist College with every cute girl in campus. I had to keep up with the show. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with you. You've had a big impact on a lot of folks' lives, so uh, I just wanted to share that with you before before we get we get cooking. Oh,
3: thanks, thanks. That's nice.
2: Um, That's good. Who do you think you are? Tell us about this show that you are uh, producing. Uh, it's getting it's in it's a it's a hit show. It's about the world of of DNA and ancestry, which is becoming a huge huge thing now.
3: Right. Yeah. It's a. Uh... Kind of a historical documentary series by looking at um, a person's ancestry, their genealogy. And it's just um, the history of the world as experienced by your ancestor. So, it can be pretty emotional, and it also just... You get to learn these details of history you had no... You weren't possibly able to learn, in, you know, in school, and just how personal history was it's really I think it's such a great show I'm so proud of it.
2: it it really is a great show have have you had issues or at first did you have issues getting celebrities to come on and expose what might be found in their ancestry or their history
3: um, no initially it was actually I was surprised how easy it was because this was a show in the UK and we were able to show them here's how it's done. And, you know, it's really about your family. It's not about, so what do you like to eat? And let's hear some personal stuff about you. And that's not what it is. It's about your family. But you are seeing people in kind of vulnerable situations learning about, you know, domestic violence in their family, you know, uh, Gene Smart coming up. One of her ancestors was accused of being a witch in Salem, the Salem witch trial. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and it's just, it takes, it sort of takes her off guard. I mean, these are people that have been dead for a very long time, <laughs> hundreds of years, and yet you really feel like you're sort of getting to know them, and you become invested in, in their lives. And it's just so unfair, you know, that that Salem witch trial is just so, you know, all of us, I think, feel like, boy, what a tragedy that was. And um, so that's one of them. And then just coming up is Megan Mullally, who was really interested in the history of domestic violence in her family, specifically her father, his father, and beyond that. And she does learn about her great-great-grandparents, first newspaper article she looks up, Civil War era, her great-grandfather is going to prison for whipping her great-grandmother.
1: Oh, my and then goodness. Megan does
3: the math. And it's while her great-grandmother was pregnant with her great-grandfather. She was being whipped by her husband. And it's incredible that you, we have so many documents to show her about uh, her a woman, her great-great-grandmother, we get to kind of learn a lot about who she was, and she was not a victim, this woman. She was really extraordinary. It's a great, incredible episode.
2: I look forward to it. I love Megan Mullally, too. Um, it's, it's Who Do You oh, Think yeah. You Are? It's on TLC. Uh, you guys are wrapping up this season uh, coming up when? Soon, right? The end of June?
3: Um, yes, and then we have a few more episodes to share. Excellent. Which are extraordinary. Yeah. A-
2: any uh, any any big names uh, when the show comes back that you're looking to get on on the program?
3: I don't. I look. I never. I didn't check with TLC if I'm allowed to say. <laughs> I don't know if they announced who's up after this group. Um, but now this group is already pretty. Oh recurring. yeah,
2: huge, huge. Uh, if you haven't, you know, we
3: have Molly Shannon coming up that goes going to Ireland and learning about her family during the famine. Oof.
2: Hillary That's Duff, rough. John Cryer. I mean, I mean, I was just wondering in the future if you if you had a list of people that you were gonna you were gonna try to uh, track down. But I don't want to spill any secrets. But if you have a hole in the schedule, um, I would love to uh, check out my ancestry with you. That would be fantastic.
3: Great, good, good
2: to know, <laughs> Lisa. It's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time, Lisa. Sure, loyal listeners of the Mark Aram Show know my affection, nay, my love for the Netflix show Love. Joining us on the program now, the star of Love on Netflix, uh, the wonderfully talented Jillian Jacobs. Jillian, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you?
0: Hi, good. How are you?
2: Excellent. But uh, Before we get into the meat of the interview, please uh, allay my fears. There's a rumor going around that I just watched the series finale of Love. Is that true or false?
3: That's true. I'm
0: so sorry to tell you.
2: For real? That's it? That's how you're ending it? my, my uh, relationship with you and Gus? I know. I
0: mean, you know what? If it, if you really feel so strongly, I encourage you to write a letter to Netflix. But, yes, that is the end of the show.
2: What, was that always the intention to do the three seasons and get out, or or did you uh, not know that, that that was the finale when you when you filmed it?
0: I didn't know that it was going to be three seasons when I signed on to the show, but sort of as we were working on the third season and they came up with this idea, I think they decided this would be a great way to end the show.
2: Uh, I, I guess so, but I re- I mean... As a loyal fan, and I don't want to give any spoilers away. Uh, give me five years into the future. What What are the, what are the lives of uh, Gus and Mickey looking like in five years? Just Just for a fan.
0: God, how could I even know that? <laughs> um, uh, they open a bed and breakfast in Tacoma, Washington. <laughs>
2: I like that. Okay, that and works. And
0: Randy. And Randy works at the hardware store
2: in town. <laughs> Very good. Jillian Jacobs, join. Um, um. It's that's a bittersweet uh, uh, fact there that, that love has ended. But for fo- folks that haven't seen it yet and you need something to binge this weekend, I suggest you go binge love. Three seasons, it's phenomenal. Jillian, you crush it in that. It's so good. Um, and as a radio guy, I like the fact that, that you work in radio uh, on the show. So it was kind of inside baseball for me. I really loved that aspect of the program.
0: Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, I love that show. I love working
2: on it. If you were available, if, well, if Mickey was available as a radio producer, I would hire you to produce The Mark Aram Show, just so you know. You you, you nailed that role very well. Oh, my well.
0: goodness. <laughs> I'm going to tell the writers.
2: Exactly. All right. Uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, you got a movie out on Netflix, uh, Ibiza. Tell us about that.
0: The film follows uh, myself. I play a character named Harper in this one, and her two best friends tag along on a work trip she has to take to Spain and force her to go out, force her to go to clubs. She sees a DJ at a club, falls instantly in love with him, played by Richard Madden, who played Rob Stark on uh, Game of Thrones. Ooh. And I end up following him around and having this wild adventure with my two friends.
2: Now, did you get to film this in Spain on location? No,
0: sadly not. <laughs> But maybe you know, maybe they'll send us there to promote it. That would be
2: great. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, we're talking to Jillian Jacobs. Uh, Netflix movie is called Abiza, which is is in Spain. For those of you that aren't good at geography, um, was is this another Apatow production?
0: This is not. This is um, a Will Ferrell Adam McKay production. Um, so I was very lucky to once again work with really talented producers.
2: No doubt about it. That's pretty cool. So had had you worked with Will Ferrell before? Mm-hmm.
0: I had met Will Ferrell before. But, no, this is my first time working with them. Um, They have a great company called Gary Sanchez, and they've produced, you know, so many incredible movies. So it was really exciting to get to work with them. Um, And I feel like, you know, they have such good taste in comedy, so you feel in safe hands. I
2: I would be so nervous working with Will Ferrell. I mean, I would just, everything he does, even if he wasn't trying to be funny, I would just start cracking up.
0: He's a very nice man. I think he does a good job at putting people at ease.
2: What about Judd Apatow? It seems like everything he touches turns turns to gold. And and Love was uh, the latest example of that. Uh, what was it like uh, working on a Judd Apatow production?
0: It was really great, and it's just so interesting to see. You know, he directed an episode in our third season. It was my first time working with him as a director, um, and I just had the best time. And I feel like. You know, he really wants to take chances with his material and tell interesting stories and dynamic characters. So it was terrific.
2: I'm, I'm trying to remember. Did you have any scenes with his daughter, Iris? I can't remember you being in a scene with Iris in the in love. I
0: had one. One in our first season, at the, at, toward the end of season one, and that was it. I know. So we were like two ships passing in the night. <laughs> I was just sort of watching her grow up on screen alongside everybody else. I'll
2: tell you what. She crushed it. She did really well. I was very impressed with her chops.
0: He's really good.
2: Indeed. Gillian. the movie is Ibiza. Again, I'm a huge fan. I wish uh, you and Gus the best of luck in the future, and uh, I will check out Ibiza on Netflix this weekend.
0: Thank you so much. Take care.
2: Thanks, Jillian. All right, thanks to uh, Gillian Jacobs from Love and uh, Lisa Kudrow, who didn't sound like she liked me at the end of that interview from Friends. Uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. It's the Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram show on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Arum on Facebook, Mark Arum WSB, uh, weird schedule next week. So let me recap. Let me recap. Monday, we're off for the holiday. Tuesday, normal show. I think I'll double check, but I think we're normal Tuesday and then Wednesday and Thursday I'm filling in for Eric Von Hessler from 9 to 11 a.m. And I believe they're going to have some fill-ins for me from 7 to 9 p.m. So I'm off Monday, regular show Tuesday. And then Wednesday and Thursday, I'm in for Eric Von Hessler from 9 to 11 a.m. And then Friday, a normal show. Got it? Good. Uh, Hope you have a great weekend. Coming up is uh, a selection of uh, classic Mark Aram show selected by uh, Andrew Longoria, Joe Joe Longoria, to his friends and family. So hang tight for that. Um, But I'm going to be active social media all week. Enjoying the Memorial Day weekend uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram and Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. And I'm working Monday morning, uh, so you'll hear me on Atlanta's Morning News or whatever version that is, and you'll see me on Channel 2 Action News this morning. All right, uh, hang tight. Again, thanks for another great week of listening to the program, even though I was off for half of it. News, weather, and traffic next. This is the Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show.
3: Go to sleep, you little baby.
2: Guests of the Mark Aram show stay at the All Sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's
3: magnificent mile.